chapter 11 of the book of Matthew this morning, um, looking at the words in red. So get your Bibles out and turn to Matthew's chapter. We're going to be reading from the King James Version of the Bible. And so we definitely want to get into God's Word this morning. Amen. But this is the day that the Lord has made, and we rejoice, and we are glad in it this morning. Let me encourage you to get up this morning and get ready to come to the house of worship today. We've got barbecue in the fellowship hall. Amen. So we're going to have a good day today. We're going to be eating barbecue in the fellowship hall after service. we got Bishop Jeff Pack and Tina Pack coming to be with us this morning. And so we are excited to have them with us today. They are the uh, bishops of uh, Georgia and South Carolina in the Pentecostal Church of God movement. So we are excited about having them with us today. But today's a wonderful day, amen. So uh, share this on your Facebook and uh, help us get the word out this morning. Pastor CJ Sunday School class. Good morning, Sister Patsy. It's good to see you on here this morning. And get your Bibles out and let's get ready for Matthew chapter 11, the words in red this morning. Good morning, Brother Matthew. It's good to see you this morning. All right, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we thank you this morning. God, that we can come and be with you today. We thank you for this technology that allows us to be able to reach out past the walls of our church. Lord, that you gave us the Facebook technology to spread your gospel. You've given us the internet radio, Father, to spread your gospel. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for those that are listening right now with us on the internet radio and those that are watching us on Facebook, Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory. We ask you to enrich their life, enrich their spirits right now, encourage us, Lord, in your holy word today. And Father, I just ask you, Lord, to give the people the energy that they need and uh, the equipment that they need and whatever they need this morning to get up and come to the house of worship this morning as we come to celebrate Jesus Christ this morning. Father, we just give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Oh, it's good to see Sister Brittany, Brother Al. Good to see y'all this morning. Uh, let's just join right on in Matthew chapter 11 and looking at the words in red. It says, go and show John again those things which you do hear and see. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Blessed is he whosoever shall not be offended in me. You know, I found it amazing that the Lord would put that in there and say that right after he said to them, Go tell John that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And then he says, blessed are those who are not offended in me. You know, people are offended at the message of the gospel. I'm talking about the real gospel. The real gospel is that Jesus is a miracle worker. Jesus is the healer. Jesus cleanses the lepers. Jesus opens the eyes of the blind. Jesus uh, does all these wonderful things. He, he preaches to the poor that they don't have to be poor no more. Um, you got people out there that fight the prosperity message because uh, they think if you, you have to be poor to be humble and holy, and that's just not true at all. And then they think you have to be sick because God puts sickness on you to teach you a lesson, and that you have to be sick to die, and that's not true either. 
that people get offended when you tell them the truth, that you don't have to be sick, you don't have to be blind, you don't have to be lame, you don't have to have leprosy, and you don't have to be poor. And people uh, are so comfortable in their life dealing with these things that they don't want to receive this. And it's amazing to me. I, I you know, I watch people's faces when I preach, and uh, it's amazing to me when I see people start rolling their eyes at the mention that Jesus heals today. Um, and it's amazing. I've had people leave me in my ministry, leave my church, because they were offended at the message that Jesus heals today. And uh, so I, I find this amazing that Jesus would put this in verse 6. He must have knew that when people hear the good news, the real good news, that people would be offended. Religious people would be offended. Um, and so, you know, I've told you before, I'm not religious. I have a relationship. And I encourage you to have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ because religion is dangerous and religion is mean and religion will kill you. People die over religion. But relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ brings salvation and love into your hearts. Well, let's go on. It says in verse 7, what went ye out to the wilderness to see? A reed shaking with the wind? But what ye went out for to see? A man clothed in soft raiment? Behold, they that wear soft clothing are in the king's house. But what ye went out to see? A prophet? Yea, I say unto you, and more than a prophet. For this is he of whom it was written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of a woman, there is not risen a greater than John the Baptist, notwithstanding he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and violence taken it by force. For all the prophets and the laws prophesied unto John, and if ye will receive it, this is Elias which was for to come. And he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto shall I liken unto this generation? It is like unto the children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and you have not danced. We have mourned unto you, and you have not lamented. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they said he hath a devil. The son of man come eating and drinking, and they say, Behold, a, a man gluttonous and a wine bitter and a friend of the publicans and the sinners, but wisdom is justified of her children. Amen. I got to turn my page here. All right. Woe unto thee, Chorazin, for who unto thee, Bethsaida? For if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Try and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Try and Sidon and all that in the days of judgment than for you, and thou Capernaum, which are exalted unto heavens, shall thou be brought down to hell? For if the mighty works which were done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. But I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and the prudent, and have revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemeth good in thy sight. All things are delivered unto me and my Father, and no man knoweth the Son, but the Father knoweth, knoweth any man the Father save the Son, 
and to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and lean of, of me, learn of me. For I am weak and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Amen. Amen. You know, as the Lord is calling out these cities and telling them how it's going to be, uh, you know, more tolerable for Solomon Gomorrah. Um, and of course, we know that Solomon Gomorrah was destroyed. I saw on, uh, well, I actually heard on the uh, Fox News that they have actually found uh, the site of Solomon Gomorrah. And they talk about how fire truly fell from the sky and devoured the place. And we know that it was the judgment of God in the book of Genesis of how God was judging the sins of Solomon and Gomorrah. And yet Jesus is calling this out and saying unto them, you know, Capernaum and all these cities, that if they had uh, heard the gospel, if Solomon and Gomorrah had heard the gospel, like Capernaum had heard the gospel, then they would have repented. They would have repented. Um, but they did not hear the gospel. So, Here's the thing, is Capernaum was hearing the gospel, the Messiah was there, and yet they were refusing the Messiah. And I think about America today, look at us. We have a church on every corner, on every corner street there's a church. I mean, right here in this little old town of Bowden, I've lost count of how many churches we have, but I would say there's, uh, just off the top of my head, I'd say there's at least 20 churches in, in the town of Bowden. There's only 3,000 souls in the town of Bowden. But there's about 20 churches around here. Um, and that's just in the, in the area, in the, in, the, in the little town. I mean, you look at uh, the county and the, the surrounding county and everywhere. And, of course, we're so close to Alabama. Uh, it's amazing to me how many churches are within a 20-mile radius of, of our church. And so the gospel is being preached. What about all the churches in Atlanta, Georgia? What about all the churches all across the nation? Uh, how many churches do we have in every little town? So if Bowden has 20 churches in it, think about every city, every little town across America. The gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached in America, and yet America is getting deeper and deeper in sin. So they are rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the gospel of Jesus Christ is repent from our sins and embrace the love of Christ, and yet we are rejecting the gospel of Jesus Christ and here he is saying that if Capernaum is going to be uh, judged more than Solomon and Gomorrah because they had the Messiah there preaching, well, what's going to happen with the rest of us? What's going to happen with the society that we're in today when we have preaching on televisions, we have preaching on the Internet, preaching on the Facebook, preaching on the radio, preaching on the street corners, and preaching in every church across America today? The gospel of Jesus Christ is being poured out upon the land, but the people are turning a deaf ear to the gospel and are embracing sin. So I'm telling you, based on what Jesus said here, it's going to be more tolerable for Solomon and Gomorrah, it's going to be more tolerable for Capernaum in all of Israel than it is in this generation that you and I are living in today, the generation of information and, and age that we are in today, when... You don't even have to know how to read. You can just click a button and it will read to you. The gospel is being poured out and we have no excuse. God has taken away every excuse that man could have to stand before him and say they didn't hear, they didn't have an opportunity, 
Uh, it's, it's amazing to me. I've even heard of a missionary say that even in the, the deep jungles of, of some countries that they go into, that uh, people have cell phones and there's a, and there's a, a cell phone tower somewhere. Yeah, they may not have running water, but they got cell phones. Uh, it's, it's amazing. So if you got a cell phone, then the gospel can be preached. If you have internet, the gospel can be preached to you. But uh, anyways, uh, here we are dealing in our modern age and time, and we look at the words of Jesus, as he said in Matthew chapter 11, and it makes me say, woe, woe to America, woe to the world for not heeding to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's move on in chapter 12. Have you not read, verse 3, have you not read what David did when he was a hungered, and they that were with him, how he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which was not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law how that on the Sabbath days the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are blameless? But I say unto you that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if ye had known what this meaneth, I will have mercy in that sacrifice. Ye would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. What man shall there be among you that shall have one sheep, and if it fall into a pit on the Sabbath day, will he not lay hold on it and lift it out? How much then is a man better than a sheep? Wherefore it is lawful to do well on the Sabbath day. Stretch forth thy hand. Amen. Of course, we know stretch forth thy hand. He's healing the man with the withered hand here. But I want to tell you this morning, church, stretch forth your hand and embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stretch forth your hand and repent of our sins and, and embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because again, we have... No excuse. Good morning to those I see coming on board with us. Sister Linda and Tara, we thank you for joining us this morning. All right, we are in Matthew chapter 12, looking at the words in red. Now we're going down to verse 25. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. <laughs> Let me just stop right here, because this is a preach, Okay. You need to see this. Look at verse 25. This is the words written in red that Jesus said. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house that is against itself shall not stand. Look at our country today. Our country is torn apart with politics. Torn apart. How can our country stand when people are so divided? People are so divided on politics. We're so divided on decisions that need to be made. And look at look at families. How can a family stand? How can your house stand when there's so much fighting inside the house? When there's turmoil in the house because we don't have unity. We don't have agreement. We have to come into some kind of an agreement. We have to come. Listen, there has to be compromises made in politics to bring peace into a nation. There has to be compromises made in a, in a family and in a marriage to bring peace into the home. Look at what Jesus is saying. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Amen. This is, verse, this is going to verse 26. This is the words written in red, which means Jesus died for these words. Amen. 
And if Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How shall then his kingdom stand? If I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast him out? Therefore they shall be your judges. Now, of course, this is dealing with the fact that they were calling Jesus Beelzebub. They were saying that he was the prince of the demons and that he was casting out demons because he was a demon. And so he was dealing with that uh, insult and charge against him by the the religious uh, people of the day. Amen. Um, in verse 27, And if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your children cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God is coming to you. Or else how can one enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man? And then he will spoil his house. He that is not with me is against me, and he that is gathered not with me scatters abroad. Wherefore, I say unto you, all manner of sin and blasphemy shall be given unto men, but the blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him, but whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him neither in this world, nor either in the world to come. So we can see that we need to be showing respect to the Holy Spirit, amen, and showing uh, reverence and honor and, uh, and awe of the Holy Spirit this morning. In verse 33, Neither make the tree good and the fruit good, or else make the tree corrupt and his fruit corrupt, for the tree is known by its fruit. O generation of vipers, how can ye be in evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And let me just stop right here and address this, O generation of vipers. You know, I've had people tell me in, my, in the past that I was a harsh preacher, um, that I would insult people when I preached, and I would step on their toes, and they would get offended at the preaching of the gospel that I was presenting to them. But yet... Never in my entire uh, ministry career have I ever called somebody a viper. Have I ever called somebody of the generation of vipers? And I'll tell you, the Jesus, the gospel of Jesus Christ is offensive. It will offend the sinners. It will offend people who want to be in sin and who embrace sin and who embrace that lifestyle. If you want to be in sin and you want to be a part of that lifestyle, then you will get offended by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, so Jesus was very offensive unto people, and he looked at those religious people and told them they were a generation of vipers. <laughs> it's amazing. Verse 35, A good man out of the good treasures of his heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak shall be given an account thereof in the day of judgment. For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. All right, let's talk about this for a moment. Let's talk about what Jesus is saying here. Um, let's go back up to verse 34. He says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Listen, if it's not in you, it will not come out of you. If cuss words are not inside your soul, then cuss words will not come out of you. And if you have a problem cussing, then you have a soul problem. And you need to get your soul cleaned up. And the only way to do that is to get it cleaned up through the word of the living God, 
Get it claimed up through the Holy Spirit who will do the work inside of you and cleanse your soul. So if you have cussing, if you have a problem cussing or lying, um, I mean, I've seen Christians have a a problem lying and they would just lie. And, you know, and they lie to me. And, you know, the Holy Spirit tell me they're lying when they're lying. And I know they're lying. Um, But they have a problem lying and they have a problem with cussing. I have seen uh, cussing preachers get behind the pulpit and say a cuss word behind the pulpit. I want to tell you, if it is not inside of you, it will not come out of you. So we've got to be careful what we speak, okay? And look at what it says. A good man have the good treasures of his heart. He just said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now he's saying a good man out of the good treasures of the heart bringeth forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasures bringeth forth evil things. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak shall be given an account thereof in the day of judgment. we got to be careful what we speak. we got to be careful what we're saying. we got to be careful that we're not speaking negative words, doubt and unbelief, cussing and lying. Uh, we got to be careful what we speak because we are going to give an account to God on the day of judgment for every word that comes out of your mouth. Now, he goes on in verse 37, and he says, for by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. Now, we're not going to spend all morning on this, but I want to tell you, the biggest problem I see in this season that we're in right now is sickness. People are confessing how sick they are. They will tell you every time, every year at this time, they get the flu, they get sick. They say, you know, uh, it just comes to me every year. They start confessing how sick they are. They confess uh, how sick they're going to get and uh, you know you don't want to ask them how they're doing because then they begin to tell you how they hurt all over they begin to tell you how miserable they feel and all they begin to confess these things listen we've got to be uh, we are justified we are healed by our words we are justified by our words but we are also condemned by our words your words are condemning you so be careful what you're speaking if it doesn't go through the filters of the pages of the word of god when you speak, then don't speak it, okay? Whatever you speak should be filtered through the words of Christ. And then when they come out through that, then they will stand. But if your words do not line up with the words of Christ, then you don't need to be speaking it, you know? It's kind of like the old saying, if you ain't got anything good to say, then just don't say nothing at all. Man, that's some powerful wisdom right there. Powerful wisdom that we need to learn and grab a hold of. In verse 39, and all evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall be no sign given unto it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, and so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Amen. You know, he just told us where hell was at, in the heart of the earth. He just told us that right there. The men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment with his generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonah and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. So here he is again comparing one generation against another, another city against another. And he's telling them, this is the reason you read the book of Jonah. He did not want to go to Nineveh because he knew God would have mercy. He knew God would forgive and he knew they would repent when they heard the word preached. And he did not want to go. Jonah did not want those people saved. He wanted to see the judgment of God poured out upon him. Jonah's heart wasn't right. He was not walking in the love of Christ, okay? But he ran from God, and then the Lord had prepared a fish. 
to swallow him, and then uh, and then when he spit him out, he spit him on the shores of Nineveh, and then he went and preached the gospel to them, and the whole city got saved. So this is what he's talking about right here, is that the city of Nineveh, Nineveh will rise in judgment with the generation and shall condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah, and behold, a greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south shall rise in the judgment with the generation and shall condemn it, for she came from the uttermost parts of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon, and behold, a greater than Solomon is here. Now let's just talk about this for a moment. We're talking about the queen of the south, like what about the queen of Ethiopia, how she traveled to Israel to hear the wisdom of Solomon, King Solomon, in her day. Listen, you need to get up this morning you need to wash your face. You need to get your clothes on and get yourself to the house of God because uh, the Lord is here. The Lord is in the house of God this morning. Today is Sunday, and this is the day that we worship Christ. We worship Him on Sunday because He rose on a Sunday. And you need to come and hear the wisdom of the Holy Spirit as the gospel of Jesus Christ is going to be preached. Amen? And look at what he's saying here, that this queen shall rise in judgment because she traveled, she prepared herself, and she went to seek wisdom. So get up this morning and come and seek wisdom, amen, from the house of worship this morning. In verse 43, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through a dry place seeking rest and findeth none. Then he, saith, then he saith, I will return to my house from whence I came out. And when he has come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he, and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so it shall be unto this wicked generation." You know, when the Lord delivers you, and the Lord heals you, and uh, when the Lord has cast demons out of you, you need to be filling your soul with the Word of God, filling your soul with the Holy Spirit, so that when the devil comes back around, looking to get back inside of you, he's going to find you're full. He's not going to see you're empty. He's not going to see that you're ready to be possessed again, or ready to be oppressed or ready to be sick again. Instead, he's going to see that you are full of the Word of God, full of the wisdom of God, and full of the Holy Spirit, and he's going to have to just travel on down the highway and find somebody else to, to get in. Um, but look at what Jesus is telling us. Amen. We need to make sure we are full of the Holy Spirit and full of the Word of God this morning. Amen. Who is my mother and who are my brethren? Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father, which is in heaven, the same as my brother and sister and mother. Amen. He's telling us how important it is to do the will of the Father. Chapter 13. Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places, and they had not much earth and Forthwith they sprung up, because they had no depthness of the earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. And the others fell onto good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. He that hath ears to hear, 
let him hear. Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but unto them it is not given. For whosoever hath to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not from him shall be taken away, even that which he hath. Therefore speak I unto them in parables, because they see and see not, and hear and they hear not, and neither do they understand. And in themselves is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing you shall hear, and shall not understand, and seeing you shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they shall see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and shall understand with their hearts, and shall be converted, and I shall heal them. Look at what the Lord is saying here. People have closed their eyes to the gospel of Jesus Christ. People have closed their eyes to hearing what thus saith the Lord this morning. So don't close your eyes to seeing the gospel. Don't close your ears from hearing the gospel this morning. But embrace the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning. Embrace His words and embrace His Spirit this morning. Well, once again, we are out of time. I want to thank everybody. It's good to see you on here this morning, Shay. Um, I want to thank everybody for joining us this morning for Pastor CJ's Sunday School class. We are live on Facebook and we are live on the Internet radio. For those of you who are listening and you've never jo- uh, listened to our Internet radio, all you got to do is go to the Bowden, B-O-W-D-O-N-C-O-G dot org, Bowden, C-O-G dot org, Click on to the Internet Radio button and you will be able to listen to preaching and teaching of God's Word 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All right? So I want to encourage you to come to the house of the Lord this morning. we got Bishop Jeff Pack going to be with us preaching this morning. we got barbecue in the fellowship hall. We are going to have a wonderful time. And the most important person that has ever been born will be here. His name is Jesus Christ. You want to come and be in the presence of the Lord this morning, and worship Him this day. All right? So, Father, we thank You this morning that we can come and be in Your presence. We thank You, Lord, for this technology that has allowed us to be on air. We thank You for the encouraging words written in red, Father, as we pick this up next week, Father. The words written in red are so inspiring, the words of our Messiah speaking to our souls. Father, I ask you for those that are listening today that you would encourage them, that you would heal them, Lord, that you would lift them up and you would bring them to the house of worship this morning so that they can lift holy hands into the air and worship you in spirit and in truth. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. And everybody said, Amen, Amen. All right, you guys on Facebook, do me a favor, share this on your Facebook timeline and help me get the word of Jesus Christ to spread around the world. I'll see you guys this morning at 11 a.m. God bless you. Bye-bye.